Let's go to Formula One, man, guys. We've got it coming here to Austin days away now. And couldn't be more excited about this. And as we've been talking about, we've had an exclusive series we've been doing with American Formula One driver Alexander Rossi. And Jonathan and I got to catch up with him. And we've got some clips from Alexander. Uh, But before we jump into those, Jonathan, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the Alexander's, you know, you've talked about it for several shows now about how he could have easily ended up either at Haas or somewhere else, but it was time for him to be in the driver's seat in Formula One. Yeah, I think that, to be honest, if I want to sort of sum up the season, he's been given five drives for the end of this season, and obviously a lot of it on merit, but, you know, if we know Formula One now, and if you know your Formula One politics, it's very hard, and you money talks, uh, so Tudo does uh, results And I think, really, Alex is in Formula One properly now because of his results in GP2. He's won three races in GP2, and he was runner-up in the championship. And there's one more race at Abu Dhabi, I may add, but the, the championship is won. Um, having said that, I think he has proved, and, and he also went from racing Formula One in Japan to GP2 and won straight away. And I think, more than anything, that is real proof that uh, he's a very versatile and talented young man. And I think, um, I think that to me, like I said, uh, connecting him to Haas because it's an American company would have been poetic, would have been interesting, um, but not necessary. Uh, and I think he's there on his own merit, is my point. Well, let's play this first clip. It's perfect segue because it talks about he, – he talks about the transition between GP2 – and Formula One, this is Alexander Rossi. At the end of the day, I mean, GP2 is the closest car that you can you can drive um, to an F1 car. And that's why it's the, the premier feeder series, is, is they make it as close as they can. Obviously, you know, with the hybrid technology, there is a, a bigger step than there used to be. Um, but still, the, the biggest thing for drivers to adapt to is the tires. Um, and because GP2 runs on the same tire as, as Formula One, that takes a big kind of... Um, part of the, the equation out of it, and, and it makes it a lot easier for drivers to transition. Um, so for me, the biggest switch is just mentally, um, and so that was why it was very important for me to go to Spain um, to, to be with my GP2 team after Suzuka, um, to not only be in the sim, but to kind of just completely forget about F1, and, and that's what I did for the, the week leading up to Russia and all through the, the Russian Grand Prix. I, I didn't really pay attention to, to F1, and, and I was just focused on the job that I needed to do in GP2. You know, I, I think that he's downplaying that, because, Jonathan, he says, yeah, the tires are the same, and that is interesting. The GP2 and Formula 1 use the same tire, and obviously that's great for his transition. But you think about the tra- the drivetrain differences. I mean, let's think about it. They got the the spec V8s in GP2 right. that, have, that have a very traditional power curve. As you ramp it up to higher RPMs, it makes a lot of power. But think about the Formula One broad, flat torque curve that is what a hybrid offers. I mean, I think that's a big deal that that he's downplaying. Yeah, you know, it, I think it's a it very definitely is a big deal, and that's why we're seeing so much technology around it and the push that direction. Um, I, I have all the confidence in the world now, Alexander Rossi's driving and abilities. I think uh, maybe, you know, he's just kind of stuck on his focus. He's doing the right thing, GP2. But then, you know, when he gets switches over into the F1 mode, he's full tilt F1. So, uh, you know, his mindset for the weekend, what he's going to be focusing on. Well, we've got a couple more clips. Let's play this next one. Um, this one is about him proving himself and, uh, again, goes to what you were just saying, Jonathan, about that he was uh, prepared for a ride in Formula One. This is Alexander Rossi. 
you're you're only as good as your last race um and, and i'm fully aware of that and every time you get in the car you kind of have to reprove yourself until you're at the level of a well, Lewis Hamilton or, or Fernando Alonso, you every single time that you drive, you have to kind of redeem yourself, and it's a very high pressure environment. But it's what we we've all kind of experienced all the way through the the motorsport ladder, and, and that's just the way the sport works. So it's very cutthroat, and, it, and it's very difficult sometimes. But um, yeah, at the end, you you can do you just have to do the best job that you can and, and maximize those on track opportunities, um, and obviously. To, to come away second in GB2 is um, is, a, is a good good accomplishment. I mean, it's by far the best year that I've had in Europe um, since coming over here. And while I I always want to win, and I always have the intention of winning a championship, um, you know, I'm, I can say that I'm fairly content um, to, to finish second if, if we can manage that this year. I love his competitiveness. How he he's obviously made a huge accomplishment coming in second so far. I mean, it it looks like he's he still could... Uh, it's still possible to not get second in GP2, but still... Uh, yeah. But. His confidence, though, and the competitiveness, really, where he wants to win it. He wants to win it all and didn't want to concede that, that, that uh, championship to Stoffel until he had to. But don't you know that anybody else that's in there on the grid in GP2 is a little bit rattled looking over there, seeing the guy that's now, you know, when he's not here, he's on the F1 grid? Yeah, I didn't. I don't think we asked him that question, Jonathan. But that's got to play huge. The confidence that he has, you know, being pulled up to F one, coming back to GP two. Yeah, and and that, you know, with all sport, but with motorsport particularly, these guys are within inches of each other in terms of lap times, anyway, uh, physically. Uh, so they're point three, point four off each other. So confidence is is the difference, really, because if you are comfortable. Uh, in a car, and, and another part of the interview, and I really would tell you to go and listen to it. one of the things he was talking about because we talked about the going up from Formula BMW to testing for the first time in Formula One, and he said, you know, when you get into a purpose-built Formula One car and you just know that it's built solidly for doing the job that you're asking it to do, pushing it to the very limits around a corner, um, there's there's a the confidence raised in that too, and I think you know we're starting to see a maturity uh, of this 23-year-old, um, and it really is impressive and. I, I just want to make a point. You know, it sounds to you know, it, I, if I if I were listening to this show, I'd be like, oh, they do go on about Rossi being extra special. I I kid you not. I'll, I've I've seen all the guys coming up. I go to Macau every year. I do the Toyota Racing Series every year. The guys he's beating, week in week out, Richie Stanaway, uh, Alex Lynn. Uh, and so on and so forth. These guys have all come up through the ranks. These are the highest ranked single seater drivers in the world. And Alex Rossi from the USA is beating them. That is so awesome to think about. And we've got an American doing that well. And, and more to come, by the way. I'm, I haven't even got there. Macau, I'm going there in three weeks. There are four Americans and Lance Stroll from Canada on the grid. I will be reporting back. <laughs> Tell them about Macau. Because you know, you've, you've covered it every year for the last three or four years with Speed City, but you've been going there oh, forever. I, this is like my 23rd year. I mean, this But it's is, such a cool theater series. Talk about that Well, the Macau Grand Prix is in its 62nd year this year. <laughs> Same circuit, and it's pretty much like Monaco. Uh, and it's very similar in a lot of ways now. And obviously, Macau, Right out, just across in China, just across the way from Hong Kong, about 42 kilometers from Hong Kong. Um, and it's got this rich tradition. Incredible race, but it's all the up and coming single seater drivers who are 18, 19. Max Verstappen was there last year. Perfect example. 
All right, well, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about Formula One coming here to Austin in just a few days next weekend and uh, more information on how to win those tickets. Listen to Speed City on the Yahoo Sports Radio Network. Sunday night with Speed City on Yahoo Sports Radio and YahooSportsRadio.com. Back to the Quicken Run Studios in Austin. And back to John Massagale, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. Welcome back to Speed City. Live from Austin, Texas. Getting prepared for the Formula One race coming here next weekend. Home of the U.S. Grand Prix. That sounds good, too. It has a nice ring to it. Yeah, it does. And uh, stuff gets started Thursday because that's when we've got, what, the Fans Forum starts? The oh, we've got the Fans Forum. Got- okay, here's one thing, folks. Even if you're not going to the race, you want to learn something about the racing, what's all the excitement, you want to meet some of the folks, here's what you got to do. Thursday night, go down to Rainy Street. Yes, on a Thursday night. It's not just the kids. <laughs> but here's why. So they have this event we've been to every year. We've hosted it some. we helped them out with it. It's called the Fan Forum. And what's so cool is you wind up with a panel, you know, usually four or five of the F1 uh, names that you're going to learn and get to follow. And uh, it's great. They entertain questions from the audience. They, you know, technical things. Yeah. And, and for a fan, even if, yeah, this is the closest you're going to get to to having some fun and seeing the personality of these drivers. Once they get into th- Friday morning, they are, I mean, yeah, we'll get to interview them maybe, and we may get a comment about their qualifying, And but it's business. Uh, this is their one time over the week to actually have some fun, uh, you know, and actually interact with their fans. And they really enjoy it because um, they, they are kind of closeted in the world of Formula One. They're always testing. It's a high-speed sport. You don't get to rub shoulders. It's not like NASCAR. It's not like IndyCar. So these guys actually enjoy this opportunity to meet the fans. The oh, girls love it, too. The, the Hulkenberg, Massa, good-looking boys. This panel is going to be fun. I'll tell you that. For one, you got our buddy Alexander Rossi is going to be there. Good-looking boy. Daniel Ricardo, Mr. Smiles. No fun at all. Yeah. <laughs> Felipe Massa, he He's a nice guy, believe me. The girls <laughs> like him, like JG said. Nico Hulkenberg will be there. But, uh, you know, here's another one. We're talking future of F1. Gunther Steiner. He is our He's not as principal. good looking, but he's more important. You know what? He, he talks kind of funny, but he knows his business. He's, he is the We can team say the principal. same of you now and again, Les. And you have. And uh, Haas F1 team. He's the principal of that. And so there's going to be a lot of great conversation. You probably won't hear in as much depth right there. Guys, think about it. There's, there's five people on that panel. One American driver and one representing an American team. How long have we been waiting yeah, to say if you're those words? Yeah, you're a true F1 fan. That says a lot. Good I tell point, you what, John. if you work at if you work downtown and you live somewhere else, don't leave. Thursday night, seven o'clock is the fan forum over on Rainy Street. That is going to be a high demand event. Just go straight there, get there, have a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun hearing what these guys have to say and go preloaded with some of your own questions. Yep. And, you know, we hadn't really talked about it, but you can still buy tickets at circuitoftheamericas.com. I mean, I know that uh, 
I looked the other day, and like the main grandstand sold out, and a lot of the turns have sold out. But there's still a handful of good tickets like yeah. that. Twelve and fifteen, I think, is done. <laughs> I don't think you're yeah. getting those firsthand from Coda. Yeah, but you can still buy for sure. You can still buy um, general admission tickets at CircuitOfTheAmericas.com. Hey, and I had a nice discussion today while I was out doing a barbecue run. And uh, a lady was asking, you know, her husband was wanting to go to the Formula One race, and she wasn't so wild about it. And I said, well, you like Hilton John? She was like, yeah, is he playing in town the same time? I said, he's playing at the race. So, uh, you know, the yeah. the guy leaned over and he goes, good going. <laughs> 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 Seriously, it's 100 bucks to get in on Sunday for a Sunday-only pass. I uh, know those are getting thin, so you better hurry. Get in on those. You've got the race. You've got everything going on race-wise on Sunday, and you've got Elton John and his full band. And I'll tell you what, if you don't know Elton John, he is one of the still, one of the greatest performers uh, out there. He's been around a while, uh, but I'll tell you what, if you want to see a show and you want to see somebody rock a place uh, and really put his heart and soul into uh, getting a crowd going, Elton John's your man. I tell you what, and yeah, last time I went, I think I paid over $100 to see Elton John, and they weren't that great of seats, I'll promise you. And so Elton John alone is worth the price of admission. Saturday night is all right for fighting. <laughs> but it's actually on Sunday night. <laughs> it's on Sunday night. But... Oh, I was, I was a candle in the wind, me. <sighs> <sighs> Seems to me I live my life that way. Hit the brick road, sir. Okay. Got it. <laughs> hey, guys, you know that this weekend is not just Formula One racing. You've got on Friday, you've got the historic racing at around noon, and then you've got uh, the Porsche Mobile One Super Cup in uh, Friday afternoon. And then more historic racing on Friday afternoon. So there's, uh, and they're, again, it's Saturday, too. Both those guys are, um, both by the those, way, yeah, series. those Porsche races are fantastic. We saw them, obviously, when they came here in WEC, and we'll have a lot of familiar faces and local entries, I may add. So uh, there's a lot of local support for that, but it's wheel-to-wheel stuff, all identical Porsches, and, and a lot of fun. They've, they've, the, the Porsche Carrera Cup has followed Formula One around the world in different guises, and uh, it's just as exciting here in the USA. Okay, here's one more thing going on. So this is what's so cool. We've got the on. And what this is, these are, you know, I hate to call them obsolete. These are things, race cars from previous generations of Formula One, the different world championships around the world are converging. I know one guy that's bringing one of the, uh, I think he's bringing a Ferrari F1 car that is retired. And uh, this what is, year? What era? I want to say it's back around 2008. There's also Ooh. an Ensign coming in. Uh, there's quite a few, but what's so cool is you actually wind up getting a history lesson of everything that's going to take place on Sunday. By going back there, you can get near those cars, meet the owners, have a wonderful time, get a history lesson on the racing, see the cars of history. But I tell you what, on Saturday, like I said, they're going to be running at 8.50, out there as their qualifying session. So you're going to see a lot of cool stuff there. But, you know, Saturday afternoon, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm going to tell you, here's another opportunity to try and get close to your favorite team your drivers, etc. There are autograph sessions going on Saturday afternoon over at the Grand Plaza. And so where we often see the concerts and everything. We'll be there. Yeah. And you see who's on that list? Let's see. Haas, Haas F1. I see Haas F1 at 6 o'clock yeah. Saturday evening. Ooh. How we, cool is it, that, guys? Can I do, can I do that one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we we'll start be, off in fact, we'll, we'll be doing those autograph sessions uh, yep. with the Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, Looking forward to, to being part of that. And again, if you are a ticket holder for the circuit, uh, check that out because it's a great opportunity again to not just get an autograph. It's far more than that. We do some Q&A with the drivers, and we have some fun. Again, we try to interact um, with you, the fans, uh, and try to get a little bit 
uh, something out of them. And like I said, it's business as usual for those guys. But it is Saturday night. Qualifying will be over. So we'll try to have some fun. And um, I, I think that's the whole point, which is interaction and a chance to see some personalities. I, I did one with Esteban Gutierrez a couple of years ago. It was hilarious <laughs> because, of course, he's from Monterey. So we had about 2,000 people in. They waited till 7 o'clock. They went nuts. <laughs> and we, it took five minutes for a like calm the crowd down so we could get him in there. <laughs> yeah, Fernando were... Alonso is a fun one to watch too because of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. awesome. This is going to be fun. And uh, again, Haas F1 at 6 o'clock. And it's a, go on. Well, I was just going to say, you talk about Esteban. I, we were talking to a guy who has an event. Who, by company. the way, is rumored to be the next Haas driver. Yeah, uh, speaking of that. That's a good one. We were talking to a guy who has an events company here in Austin, and he said, uh, we were just asking about Mexico fans, and he said he's had huge interest in Mexico fans. I know a lot of you m- know that uh, you know that they're a little worried about how that might affect the Austin race, but he said that there was huge demand for uh, for people from Mexico, so they've still got the fan yeah. power from those guys. Coming yeah, I think they're Mike- probably looking at it and going. Now we got two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, literally. And I mean, you know, there's a race in Mexico City, obviously, the week after. Uh, and, and we're going to be back to back with that, which, again, with the championship on the line is fascinating if you're a Formula One fan and it's new for them. But uh, you're right. I think the, the, the Mexico crowd, the real race fans, they love coming to America to this race. And they have been, uh, you know, sort of voting with their feet for a long time now. And, and it's just it's become a festival. It's great. You know, and it's probably a bit of a tradition with some of these people yeah. now. This is going to be the fourth year here. And they've probably go, come to know and love Austin and want to come back. Hey, a lot of, I know a lot of business guys who fly in particularly and say, look, can we get some meetings on Monday and Tuesday and we take the race in and, and you know, so it's a, it's a good meeting of minds and a good meeting of opportunities, networking. I mean, Formula One is the ultimate networking uh, when it comes to business. You know, guys, I want to talk about our involvement because next weekend, obviously, we are going to be uh, plenty involved, as you heard in the Q&A sessions, but we're also going to be calling the race here Yes, here in Austin on uh, local radio here in Austin. So just uh, go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, and uh, get all the information. We're also going to be helping out the track with uh, with their app that they're going to be announcing pretty soon, in the next day or two, I think. And you're going to be able to hear uh, Speed City on the Circuit of the Americas app as well. Yeah, and if you are coming to town, give us a give us a listen in uh, on 1370, because I tell you what, um, we're going to try and give you as as good as we can, a real American perspective. We'll try to give you the, the more details that uh, you know that you need. Perhaps uh, overdo it a little bit, but there's a, we know that there's a lot of people coming to this for the first time or still learning the sport. Uh, we're well aware of that, and we want to make it clear for you. We want to give you a perspective on Rossi. We'll be pushing his story, of course. He's our guy. Uh, we'll also be giving you all the backdrop, giving you all the rumors about Haas, and try to give you some of uh, the flavor of Formula One and why we love it so much and why the world of five. 500 million people will be viewing Austin on that day. That's right. You want to get the uh, the American perspective on it. You want to hear the race called by Americans? Tune into Speed City, two, 2 to 4 on Sunday. That still astounds me. 500 million. Yeah. Those numbers are staggering. It's about 130 watch the Super Bowl, 130 million. Yeah. Put that in your pipe wow. and smoke it. <laughs> Mr. NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Goodell. <laughs> All righty. All right, well, you know what, guys? Let's go ahead and take a break because we got a lot more Formula One to talk about and a lot more what's happening here in Austin during that weekend. What else, Jonathan? We'll give them tickets away to the, to the Blue. Let's, you know what? Let's talk, tell how they can do that. Uh, if you go to speedcitybroadcast.com slash win, W-I-N, and join our email list, that's the way we're going to give those away. But if you do want to call, 
You know what? If you call after this well, break, yeah, let's. But you gotta, you have to be enthusiastic. You gotta, you can't be one of those callers who doesn't know what you're calling about. Uh, by it, the way, these tickets are well above three hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, we're talking about the VIP Saturday night party in Austin at the biggest sporting event of the year in Austin, in Texas, and the biggest motor racing event outside of maybe the, the Indy 500, um, in, in America. That's so right. On. There's two kinds of tickets. You've got the Formula One race tickets. They're three-day passes, and those are turn nine. So those are great seats. And also the blue at the... W? Uh, no, it's not the W this oh, year. They right. call it the it's blue, blue. ATX. No, 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 Les. You go to the W. That's where I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saturday night, mate. You go there. You just want me valet no, parking for people. Seriously. You know, if he goes there, that's where the party that's will really end up. It's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> wait, wait. We hear the man's at the W. <laughs> no, no. We're not at the W this year. No, it's, uh, it's the blue party, and it's also the My Yacht Club party.